Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today I am very blessed to have another lovely international athlete on the podcast. It's so cool for me to be able to introduce new people, like from listeners to guests, guests to listeners. So I'm very, very happy to have this lady on. I've just asked her how to say her last name, and I think I'm going to balls it up. So hopefully... Lisa, oh no, Lisa, my sweet winkle. That was perfect. Sharp, really? Yes. Yes. Okay, I am so happy. <laughs> so, welcome, lovely, to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. And um, what time is it for you now? Is it an hour later? Yes, an hour later. So, 10 for 20. Oh, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. Have you, like, what's your day, like, talk to us, so let's start with, like, what is your day-to-day routine like now? I think it's interesting to find out, you know, some people are pro-athletes all the time, some people are pro-athletes and have a full-time job, some people are a pro-athlete, part-time, like, technically, and then do other things. Okay, it's pretty normal, I think. For me, it's pretty normal because I do it every day and that I do it since years. So I have a part-time job with uh, 30 hours a week. So it's okay. I have enough time for everything else I need to do. Yes, but uh, I am a physiotherapist. So I work every day a week around five to six hours and um, then always having my food with me so prepped for every day but I do it every day for the next day so in the evening or in the morning early in the morning we need to cook and um, then yes I have my food for the whole day I don't need to think about it and um, <laughs> very funny today I told my my husband yes and I'm really I don't know how other people do it they don't have food with it with you at you know what I mean and um, mm-hmm. so what you do I I'm absolutely I don't know when my food is not here what to do what do you eat now what where you go <laughs> so pretty crazy and um, I, I don't know what normal people do when that's so true. you know what I mean I think yeah so um yes but that's my day so after after work I go to training at the moment I on only train around four days a week mm-hmm. So not that much like um, before I trained um, before. Yeah, I think before this Corona stuff comes on, I trained around five to six times a week. Uh-huh. And uh, then I had no gym at the first time. And um, we need to look around for a new gym where we can go. And um, yes, so four times a week I go since then and um, I haven't changed since the prep. So everybody asks me how you do only for four times a week, but it's perfect for me. Absolutely best regeneration and I feel good and um, don't tire, not that tired like before. So mm. you need sleep, you need generation. So that's very good. Yeah. Um, so you've stopped. You've stopped your. You're now in going into an off season. Is that is that correct? Not really. I'm thinking about <laughs> thinking about um and competition in October. So it's eight weeks out now. Just for it's the weekend after Olympia mm-hmm. in Orlando. So because I have not the qualification for this year, I want to try to get it for the next year. So yes. getting some points and um, yes, that's the plan. So I'm just thinking about it. It's just on my mind. <laughs> but um, yes, that's a, will be an option for me. So that's exciting. So with training, uh, let's actually let's go back to physio, your being a physiotherapist. So do you treat or do you help a lot of bodybuilders is it normal people is there anything that you do in your work that is you think it's very very important for bodybuilders and competitors to be aware of when when it comes to their body and their physical health from the experience you have as a as a physiotherapist um so you mean in general or 
for me because I'm a physiotherapist and thinking the second. Yes, yeah. yeah, second. Okay. Um, I think I started with it because I do this weightlifting thing. So I started physio to learn physiotherapy, and um, I think it gave me very much for my training. So I'm I go to gym with another mind. So. I'm just doing some exercise I really feel. So you need that muscle contraction. You need that feeling that you, um, that the muscle hurts. So burn out <laughs> and, um, the pump in it. So, um, but you need it with every contraction you do. So you really need to know how the muscle works and from where to where it goes. So the insulation and, um, I think that it's really um, important for everybody who does the sport to know this. So maybe the glutes, because wellness, I take the glutes. Um, a lot of people don't feel it. So mm. it's important to um, get a little bit, yeah, you don't need to uh, train that heavy because um, at first you need to try to feel. Mm. And when you don't feel, it can't grow. Mm -hmm. So uh, you need to get for yourself your the way you move your leg, maybe in back kicks or yes, I take back kicks now. Um, so when you go with the leg straight back, you feel it very different. You feel it different than me. Yeah. So everybody have a different uh, genetic, different muscle. So you need to try to find your way to train your glutes. I can tell you because you need to feel. I feel my, my glutes, but you don't feel maybe yours. So you need to try to find your way to feel it for the best. That's very true. Because, um, how tall are you? I'm 26. So, very, you're a bit more petite on the smaller side. Sorry again. How, like, how, how what is your height? In, like, oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I'm, one meter and 54 yeah standing <laughs> so i am a, i think I, I can't remember but i think i'm at least 170 okay yeah i think 170 so for me like because of how tall i am i have to i had to really work at finding how to like position my legs <laughs> and position my yeah. hips, uh, everything. Um, so it makes complete sense that you say that that you have to work, find that position, that you know, that foot position, and find what works for you. Um, and I don't think anyone can tell you this is a hundred percent the way because I've had to struggle quite a lot just with how tall and how big, not big, not how long my legs are. <laughs> yes, um, that's. What I try to tell everyone who comes for personal training or coaching, maybe, um, you need to find your way, your position and training. You find, um, you need to find the best exercises for yourself. I can make a training plan. What works, but maybe it not works for you. Mm. So you need to go. You, it's, um, it's just, um, how would to say? Um, it's just the plan. And you try to get take this plan and make yours from this. Yeah. So not every exercise is for you good, or maybe you need just another angle in some um, different exercises. Maybe for the back, there are so angles for for the for the latissimus, you know. Mm. So that's what I mean. So from your talking about training, then. I looked at some photos. I, I I knew some background before anyway, but before this podcast, obviously I looked through your Instagram feed a little bit lower. Um, and I saw that you were a bikini, if I'm correct, you were a bikini competitor at one time. Yes. So that was in 2017, I think I, I saw that post. It was in 2016 and 17. So amazing. So from there, 2016-2017 to now wellness, what sort of training? I'm, I'm assuming you trained a lot of legs, but like if you can go into maybe a bit more detail as to what you think helped you get from a bikini competitor in 2016 and 2017 to now an IFBB Pro Wellness 
competitor in 2021? I think I train a lot of, a lot more legs, <laughs> but I train very different. Um, I have two up to three days leg day in a week. So I train hamstrings, glutes, and quadriceps. I don't train it all together. Okay, sure. You have it all together in some exercises like squats or uh, leg press or something that you have everything of your leg, <laughs> every yeah. part of the leg. So I try to train it separate like glutes. Um, I do a lot of sumo squats, um, normal squats, sumo deadlifts. And um, of course, you have hamstrings as well. Um, in it, in the training, um, you can train it absolutely different or separated, but you try to make the focus on the muscle with your mind. Mm. So when you do Romanian deadlift, maybe, um, you need to think to get your glutes activated, not your hamstrings. You mm. know what I mean? You really mm. need to, um, you focus on the muscle you want to train. Think want about, to grow. Yeah, okay. think about what you are doing. Because I think sometimes you can go in the go through the motions and just not think and yes. lift and that's it. So I understand what you mean about actually thinking about what you are trying to do and what you are trying to achieve as, as well. Yeah, absolutely need to focus on the muscle you want to activate. You want to you want to train that moment because when you when you're not thinking on it or your mind just I don't know, just uh, fluttering around. Um, it goes into its like normal yeah. habits sometimes. And I think sometimes you can pick up bad habits, especially with deadlifts. It's easy, I think, sometimes to pick up bad habits. Yeah. Like, from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's um, very important. So maybe when you train quadriceps, maybe um, it's a little bit different because there are not that much exercises to train it separated. So you have front squats, of course. You have um, maybe leg extension. Um, that's the only exercises you can train it separated. Uh, everything else, everything, every part of the leg is in it. So uh, you need to try to do it with your head. Mm. Um, do you find you recover better? Sorry, do you find you recover better splitting up glutes, quads, hamstrings? Do you think your recovery would not be as good if you try to combine it all the time in every single session? Because that's a big question I always have for wellness girls is the amount of volume you are having to do for your legs. You must it must be it must be hard to find that balance of pushing as well as making sure you are recovered and you're, you know ready to go for the next session as well is that something that you found hard at any point that is pretty uh, pretty funny because um i always thought that as well when i saw on instagram all the wellness pros and wellness girls just training legs every day <laughs> but <laughs> the most time it's not every day because they just load it up but it's not from today maybe from yesterday or from last week mm. so it's not everyday training legs um you really need to um recover to let them grow so you need to to find the way or the time you need to recover for me it's the most time two days mm -hmm. when i train like yesterday i will train legs again on friday maybe or saturday so I always need two up to three days between the leg days um, because I try to train some exercise very, um, very heavy, just only, yeah, with up to five, eight repetitions mm -hmm. um, and maybe five, six sets. So very low in repetitions, but high in volume of sets. Um, and some exercises in the same workout, some exercises I do with a lot of um, repetitions. So I'm up to 50, 20 to get the pump in and let the blood flow. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, I think it's very important to find 
uh, harmony uh, between the repetitions and uh, the heaviness. Mm. So, yes, that's the way I train. <laughs> it's cool, though. It's cool to hear from a wellness girl how they train because I always think, how 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 is this how how are their legs so big like <laughs> it's crazy like it just takes a, it's a very specialized thing I think that's what I think that's why everyone is finding the wellness category so interesting and to see it evolve and change because you know when you started in 2016 2017 as a bikini girl well what was wellness wellness wasn't you know didn't I don't think it even was a thing so yeah, it's interesting. Yes, I tried to change everything in my my body, of course. So uh, you need harmony from the upper body to the lower body. But um, the first time I really wanted to be small, tiny. You know what I mean? So mm. not that big, like the like glutes, like like right now. So um, yes, uh, it was a pretty different training. Lightweight, a lot of repetitions. Of course, trying to to getting a little bit more muscle, but not that too much. Um, just trying to looking good. Mm. So it, that was the first time I started. And um, the problem was I always had big legs. I'm very small. Mm. I'm not that tall. Yeah. So when I train a lot more, I get a lot of muscle on my anybody yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean mm. so um it was a very uh, what does it mean I guess so was, like when I guess when the wellness class started you probably thought this is this is my category finally that I can yeah. not that so it was the perfect for me because I think okay I have glutes I have a little bit more more legs more quadriceps than than bikini girls I always was too much next to them so it was perfect to try it in this class and um to um to get perfect for yeah what i mean i'm so sorry it's okay <laughs> babe it's absolutely fine it makes complete sense though makes complete sense so <laughs> ifbb pro card before that what happened so we have ifbb elite pro how many years was that for? What category? I think it's bikini fit. No, I always I'm I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure on the categories in Europe, but I think there's a bikini fit. There's like a fitness category as a figure and a bikini. Um, but there is a, there is a wellness class, isn't there? Sorry, you you will need to confirm this. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure when I say um the elite pro wellness. It's very different than. The NPC wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have it's a mixer, mix mixture between mixture. bikini and figure. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, but I always think there is two less legs <laughs> a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes there, I don't know. It was okay since I was there. I competed there. I was very happy in this class, and um, the problem is you never have the chance to come to or go to Olympia. So that was the um, the reason why I changed to to NPC and tried to get my pro cup there. <laughs> so how how many how many pro we both have diet brain? This is so funny. So, <laughs> yes. So how many pro qualifiers did you try before you got your pro card? You mean this year in NPC? I did one. <laughs> Love that. So that is awesome. They only took one chance, which is obviously like everyone, everyone's dream, let's be honest. But what was the, like, coming from that, what was the emotions that you were feeling going into that show? I was like, was it nervous going from an IFBB elite, you know, pro league to then going into a completely different league in a completely different country? Um, how did Lisa feel? during that process? Um, at first, I was very nervous because I want to show my best. And uh, do you know this feeling when I, do you feel, do you think you have that pressure in your back? You mm. need to do, you, 
you need to do good. Yeah, that was uh, that makes a little bit excited and nervous and I don't know. You just uh, just want the show to be there now. So um, yes, it was a very special feeling. I can't describe. It was um, a little bit crazy. I think just crazy but on the show day so the show was friday in portugal and so it was friday i was very calm so calm down it was everything was good i looked good i was okay with it so just happy to be there and um want to see how is the posing on stage i never did this posing from mpc on stage yet in this moment mm. and um so i was very nervous for the posing just just for this everything else was perfect i was very good i felt good so yes <laughs> so it was uh, a good day to have a show day and um after i was on stage the first time on this day i did novice the novice show um so i was more calmer than before so the second one in wellness class a was very good so mm. i felt good i was so so focused on on all good things on this this day yeah and i haven't imagined that i will get the pro card and won the overall as well so yeah very special it's good it's interesting that you said your first your novice in comparison so op your open class was better than your novice i always say to people if you have the opportunity to do more than one class because i am always really bad at my first class i'm too nervous like just my head is just gone whereas i always find the second or the third category you know the stage you know the lighting you know the setup you know what you're doing so you kind of for me i feel like you can take in the experience a lot better i don't remember what happened in my first category because my head was so up but i always remember i can remember everything from my second category because my head was more calm if that makes sense down you come down when you was first time on stage you see how it looks on stage how is the stage how big is the stage mm. how is the how the people they sit in front of you how look them are nice or friendly or yeah. you know what I mean so um you calm absolutely calm down and um in the second run you're just thinking okay I know everything I saw it just five minutes ago <laughs> and uh, do the same again exactly so, do the same it's fine yeah yeah it's uh I think the um the important thing for a show day is just to calm down okay don't calm down too much because you're cold then. <laughs> but um, yes you need to be um focused mm. but calm it was the first time i was the show day was like that never was it like that before so mm. always more nervous look at all other girls look them i didn't do this don't do this when you are on show day because um you look like this you can't change it today mm -hmm. and you worked all the weeks before for this moment and you can't change your shape on this day x you know what i mean mm -hmm. so don't watch around you just have fun have fun on stage love your posing and uh, love yourself so then you do your best you can do and um i think yeah you can show the best version of yourself then that's so true when you like that little thing you said just now like love yourself because i think some it is easy to compare yourself to everyone else and not actually appreciate your body what you have done yourself your own challenges you know your own journey and i think that's such a nice way to think of it it's like your show day is a chance for you to literally love yourself and like it is self-love in a weird way it can be self-love if you if you have the right approach and the right mindset yeah i need i think um you need to to show your your um how to say i think you need to show that you 
that you love yourself, really love yourself, love you, that you're proud on yourself, what you did all the weeks. So the proudness you need to show. Yes, they see if you have fun on stage or not. If you're not happy with yourself, they see it and you're out. You're not, so you true. don't look good. Yeah, when you're not having fun on stage, they, um, the judges see you and think, oh no, she not looks good. The, she don't have the emphatic thing. You know what I mean? So there is, um, something is loose. There is, uh, so it's stage confidence, isn't it? And stage presence. That yes. is a big part. And that makes total sense. I, I have been a judge myself this year. And you can tell the people that haven't had their show day isn't going well. It's, you know, they're not happy. And you, it's really funny you say that because I, now, now I sit here, I can think of a lot of times judging this year where you can tell the people that are really in the moment loving themselves and loving the Sorry if you can hear my dogs. You're loving the show today. <laughs> and the people that are stressed, you can really see it. Yes, absolutely. So everybody who goes out on stage, just have fun. Be be present on stage. Don't be don't just do your thing. Be present. So be really happy. Love this moment and um, glow on stage. So I think that's um, the important thing you can do. That's such a big part and it's so funny like on this podcast I've never spoken about that with anyone but it's so <laughs> important it's probably the most important part if you really think about it <laughs> it's so it is, absolutely it is Mad. see this good it's good so I want to change the subject ever so slightly and talk about this the wellness look okay because I feel like it is evolving it is changing quite a lot with people that are choosing their suits, their jewellery, their shoes, what choices did you make? Like, did you make any really conscious decision with your shoes, with your jewellery, with your suit to suit the wellness category? Or a better way of putting it, to, to bring a wellness look that you wanted to bring. Does that make sense? It was very hard for me this time because I have two really different bikinis. <laughs> The red one and the blue one and the red one. I got one here from a girl from Germany. She made it to me for me. You um, like red. I've um, seen you wear red a lot. I love red, love but it. sometimes I think red is not the perfect color for myself. So I thought, okay, I need another color. It's a little bit darker, the blue one. <laughs> and this time I have the blue one with a triangle cup and um, the bottom is a little bit smaller on the back side. So um, the red one is a round cup and a little bit bigger on the back from the bottom. So it's pretty different to the blue one. A different color, of course, but the cut is very different as well. And um, I really thought, okay, wellness, no, maybe triangle isn't good. Um, you need round, round for round muscle, you know what I mean? But I wear... I wore the blue one this weekend in Alicante and I was super happy with it. So the top triangle was absolutely perfect. It sits very good. And um, I don't think that it really, yeah, makes an, a difference. You think sometimes, I think with competitors, we, we focus on things that we think make a difference when in the, in the bigger picture, they maybe don't. Yeah. yeah. Because there's been quite a few girls doing the same thing with bikinis this year. They go, oh, I have to do this. And it's like, because what? They're like, because. And they have no answer. And it's like, it's interesting you, you talk about the difference, especially with wellness. Like, because in America, there seems to be a mixture of cup sizes. There seems to be a mixture of the connectors or the fabric as well. So I can imagine for a wellness competitor like yourself, it must be very hard to make those decisions. When it's still a new category and you've gone into the pro league. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear you talk about that. And I think you need to find the cup who fits you the best. So like everything else, it needs to fit, fit you the best. And I think I'm really happy with the triangle. So I was really, it was a really hard decision for me to be good with the triangle because a lot of girls in the wellness class and the pro class wearing the round cups. And I thought it would be better because the round cups 
shows more the roundness of muscle and but it doesn't make a difference so i was really happy with the color and the triangle cup Look and really good. The, i was really happy with it but i there comes something i will tell you in the moment but um the bottom and um, we decided to get the blue one this time because um the bottom is small on the back side so the back side shows more your glutes and um, the glutes looks a little bit rounder on the upside so i think when you buy a bikini you have to look that the cut really fits you shows wow. the best of you and um sometimes it's just a just a centimeter <laughs> what makes a difference in this time so just, yeah and um in alicante we really discussed if um i should wear the red one i wanted to wear the blue one but everybody said no take the red one red one is good in on you and um you wear the red one last time it was really good on you it um, the um, show was really good for you you won and do the red one um and the light here is blue everywhere the background is blue don't do the blue and i'm no i want to wear the blue <laughs> so i was so so discussing with myself i don't didn't uh, know what to do now and uh, ask everybody what to do red or blues and yes but i did the blue one because the cut is better and the cut was better for me and i wanted to wear the blue one so you need to feel comfy in the bikini you wear and it doesn't make a difference when everybody said take the other one you look good in it don't do this one you need to take the bikini or the color or the cut you feel good on it or in it so and um, i think that's important now we're back on the on the theme of from last time from for a minute ago because mm -hmm. when you feel on stage you feel you can present your better so you look better on stage you can show your shape better and um i think that is the thing everybody wants so to look good it's so true and i think it is so hard when there are so many choices sometimes and there's so many emotions like at that time but it's, i love the fact that you literally followed your, you trust your instincts and your gut and you just you went for it because as you say if, if you would have maybe wore the red you might not have been as happy or you know it, it does make a difference it does make a difference and it's a good thing that you followed what you wanted to do i think sometimes we forget to do that <laughs> so you so for the ifbb elite pro for my understanding you don't wear a platform with the shoe. With IFBB MPC Pro, I know that you wore some lovely compact shoes and thank you for um, your purchase, but like you wore the Cocktail 501s. Firstly, I applaud you and I have respect for you wearing strapless because I have to wear straps with my heels because I'm really bad. But talk to us about why you chose that heel for you and why you chose that heel for you as a wellness competitor as well it's very easy because when i wear straps on the shoes i have the feeling i can't move interesting so, yes i have the feeling i can move my my ankle mm -hmm. like i want to or going i have the feeling to be uh, you, you know, i don't know to be like quite tight and like yeah yes so and stiff and mm. can't move. So um, that's the reason I choose this one, <laughs> this shoe. And I really like to um, have this free feeling on my ankle. So I don't know. That's just a, the the only reason I choose this shoe. <laughs> I, I'm the opposite. I need to feel like I'm stuck. <laughs> really. Just, yeah, I. It's just because when I, I I didn't wear heels properly until I started competing, so I was so bad. Like I find it really funny. I now have a business selling shoes, and I know everything about shoes because yeah. I, on paper, that should not. That should not. I should not be doing it because <laughs> all my friends when I was younger would um, just laugh at me of how bad I was with wearing heels. 
So there you go. But no, that's really interesting. No, that's really interesting. With wellness, with your jewellery options, did you look at it as, I want to make the choices that a wellness girl would choose? Or did you make the choices that you liked? Um, because I know there's a couple of wellness girls I have been speaking to in the UK where they're very unsure with what kind of jewellery to wear with the wellness category I personally think it's a mixture um but again it, it depends on your physique like you could be really really small and even the big jewelry might look really like just too big on you even for a wellness girl it might be too big um like for example I'm really tall so I know that I can wear like more maybe more heavy or bigger pieces of jewelry um but that's just myself so what did you do when making your choices your jewelry sorry that was a very long question there I took my time <laughs> yes I need to work on my head now so um, no um I think not uh, too much isn't better all the time so I only have two or three embraces and um, just my earrings so problem is when I have too long earrings I wore on the first competition very long. They're just sitting on my my cheek. Cheek? Is it the right word? Uh, shoulder? Um, Neckline? Shoulder. On my shoulder. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yes, okay. On my shoulder. So um, it was a little bit high to get my hair around <laughs> in the back pose because the earring was so, so heavy. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. I lose it on stage. I hope nobody saw it. <laughs> It was uh, it was too too heavy for my ear. So on the second uh, show, I decided for a smaller one, was a little bit lighter and um, doesn't get on my shoulder. So I think you need to get something for yourself what doesn't um, make all your moves not um, looking wrong. Mm. So you can do it uh, with uh, lightness. And don't have this feeling there's something that makes you or gets you behind. It does you know? feel different, doesn't it, when you're posing with your earrings? It does feel different. Yes. Sometimes maybe you can do more on your arms, but I'm, I don't know, with earrings, I'm a little bit sensitive. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's, it's always hard as well for a competitor to side because you have the real glitz, massive, they're beautiful, but they don't fit. They don't suit everyone. And you do see sometimes if they ha if girls haven't practiced or whatever, like it's hard. Like when you're flicking, like moving your hair without an earring is very different to moving your hair with an earring. I I find yeah. it. When you have an earring, it's most time you're you have the feeling you you throw your earring, not your hair. You know what I mean? When it's too heavy, and you have the feeling it it flow away. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. So true. But I have a really random question for you, but I've always wanted to know this. And I saw one of your photos and it prompted, it reminded me to ask it. Why do some European competitors have white hands? Where they're ta they don't, their hands aren't tanned? Um, so you mean the, the forehand, the sand, the side of the hand? So, yeah, both okay. parts of the hand. I've seen some girls, I didn't know whether you would know the answer to this, but I've seen some mm. girls who have really white hands. And I just, I don't, I didn't know if there was an actual reason for it. Okay, maybe they forgot, forgot the hand, but I'm not really sure. Um, because um, what we do is um, we, we take top 10 for, for the color, for the 10. Um, so, and we do it with, we not, not a spray, it's not a spray, so we do it with the roller, mm -hmm. I think the word. So, um, Your English is so good. Like, I uh, would not know the word I for roller. I hate my English. It's so good. <laughs> okay, good. If you understand, it's good. It's good. So, um, we don't do it on our hand because the hand is, uh, the, um, the skin is very dry. So when you do it on your hand, it's like uh, the elbow or the knee. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's getting dark, it's very dark, that fast. So that's our parts who we make a little bit less tan. And uh, we the most time we do three um, tan 
three times. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last time we do hands. So it could be that it's a little bit lighter than the other parts of the body, but the most time uh, getting so much dark with one time 10 on hands on and feet. So uh, the that most makes time. a lot of sense now because I tan it shows. <laughs> I tan it shows, so I always notice it when I see photos of some European people. I'm thinking, why is there why is I just got a very confused. <laughs> I'm glad you answered it though, because I can tell all my uh, tanning friends now. This is the reason I know now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so really easy to understand because when you do it on your hand three times, it's very dark. Your yeah. hand will be darker than all other parts on the body. So uh, that's the reason you do it only one time. All makes sense now. All makes sense. So you have kind of answered this question anyway, but what are the plans? Obviously, you're doing eight in you're competing again in eight weeks time. So what show is that's Orlando? Um, no, would be amazing to compete in Orlando, but I don't have qualification for this year Olympia. Um, and I want to try to get some points or the qualification for next year Olympia in 2022. And we will compete in Budapest, the Fit Parade, and um, the weekend after Olympia in Orlando. So it's the 16th to 17th of October, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Exciting. Do you usually, like when you, when you have your competing season and you plan your shows and your competitions, do you usually have eight weeks in between each? How long is your competing season? Like I know some people, they can compete all year round and they're great. Some people... They might do four shows in six weeks and like they're done, finished. What's just about that? I don't really know because it's very different every time. I did shows all time of the year, 2019, for example. I did from April up to December shows. <laughs> so it was a very long season for me. And a very long year, I was very happy to have one year off after this, but this year it was very different because we planned the first show and after this first show, we planned the next show and after this show, we planned the next show. Yeah. So uh, it's, you can't say, you don't know what happened on the show day, what we without the results, you don't know. So um, when you, <laughs> I planned Poland next weekend. Mm -hmm. but they don't have wellness pro and I'm a pro now. So I need to change my, um, my uh, plan. And um, that's what I mean. So you don't know what happened. You don't know what, um, what, what you do next. What's your next step? And what is your goal for this, for this season? So, and the goal for the season was to, to see, to stand on the NPC stage at the first time. Okay, um, maybe the pro card. I put the pro card in the first show. I did my first pro show on my first show weekend. Amazing. So I did everything I wanted to do in this year in one show. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy for me. Yeah. And uh, I was very happy that in Alicante at the European weekend, there was a show day as well, for wellness as well. And uh, yes, I was very happy to compete there and um, that's the reason why we plan the show afterwards a show mm. for the next show mm. you know it's I think it's a good way sometimes to do it because things can change things can yeah like change so quickly and I think it's all I think it's a nice way to it's a nice way to do it because you are you literally you, you kind of reassess where you are mentally physically everything and then plan and then plan because you don't like you don't know you could keep going until november december you might get to fit you know fit parade and then go you know what no like that's me done so i think it's, it's a cool way to do it it's a nice way to do it because it's like every it's like little steps just focus on the little step the next next move next move need to move, uh, move forward of course but you need to, to do step by step and um, when you plan the whole year with all competitions you want to do everything can change your health can change your mm. your opinion can change your your mindset can change mm. so when i decide oh no 
maybe I need a little bit off season for more muscle and maybe I will compete in um, next year in April, maybe then it's better to do off season now and not competing this year again and um, just say, okay, we do it next year. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about it, what to do now, but um, we planned a little bit that we do Budapest before getting some points. But uh, I still watching the photos for from the pre-judging and uh, looking what we can do to do a better place in the next competition. And um, that is the thing. You need to watch the photos to see what you can change to get better next time. And you only can be better, can do better when you do off-season as well. So... That is the thing some people don't don't understand that you need to take time. No, I agree with that. I do massively agree with that. Exciting though. Not long. Eight weeks, not long. No, not really. At least it's good though, because it's in it's in your country, right? Like it's in Germany. So it should hopefully be easier. No, it's in Hungary. So Oh. Yes, Budapest is in Hungary, so I think it's Two hour flight to there, but it's okay. It's pretty thought, easy. I thought the Fit Parade was um Germany. Am I thinking of a different show? No, um, the, it was a Dennis James classic was here, but it's cancelled. Oh, it was. Yeah, I would love to uh, to compete there, but it's cancelled. Corona thing, you know. <laughs> that thing, you know. No biggie. <laughs> no big. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, well, I got like a peek of you. I swear I saw a pro qualifier in Germany and I thought it was like with that, but I have no idea. I need to check it again. So I think we should end it with this question. What has changed for you since being pro, if anything? I never thought about Olympia before like I do now. So I never thought that I will play so good and the pro shows with the pros, with knowing them from Instagram and everything and mm. standing there with them and placing goods next to them. So I'm uh, very excited about that and uh, really thinking about getting points for qualifying to a um, big Mr. Olympia show for next year. So that is something that changed in my mind. I never thought about that before. I'm really, I don't know. It's indescribable. <laughs> Do you feel like it's maybe opened your mind and showed you potentially what is possible when you literally just open your mind up and allow those opportunities, if that makes sense? Because technically, Lisa, before turning pro, is the same Lisa as Lisa who is now a pro, if that makes sense. Like, Lisa pro, Lisa there is the same, Lisa there is the same. The same person, it's just a different like perspective. Do you think that's maybe happened? Well, it's thinking a little bit different, I think. So the first, before I turning pro in NPC, I thought, okay, having fun, just watching, looking how I look on stage, I do posing and uh, something like that. So very, very... <laughs> very calm down I think it's very um yeah it was not that thinking okay I must do that I must to be good I want to do that it was just fun you know what I mean so mm -hmm. I want to be good of course but and it was more fun and looking how do I look and now it's I want to go to Olympia so I want to do this yeah I need to do it and it's um a pretty different but um, same fact, of course, you want to have fun on stage. <laughs> That's the same, yes. But um, with another, you want to have to have another another goal. Mm. So the goal is a little bit different, I think. So yes, you know, it's it's funny though. Like you just sometimes you don't realize what could happen within a short space of time as well. And I think your your experience and your journey especially with this NPC, you know, pro qualifier, getting your pro card, pro show, 
it really does show sometimes like you've put in the work for so many years now you've done so many shows and then suddenly like you know all this growth is quite steady going up then suddenly it's straight up and you like you just don't know what could happen I think that's what's so exciting about people's journeys that you just don't know it could completely catapult and change so quickly I couldn't believe when I started competing empathy because I was just uh, one girl of so many girls who compete there and um, next to all the other girls I'm I felt very small not that much muscle like some others but it was enough so here we go I am you have thing I, I think when I looked at that lineup because I, I could see why in the pro show in, in particular you were called forward it is it's not I don't if, even though wellness yes it is size it's not all about size and I think it is the symmetry the structure the waist you know those classic things that every category needs like wow. I think you've got that still so I think like structurally it's it's exciting so it's all about the line yeah so, yeah in every class it's all about the line do you know what? You, Alison, Clary, and Johanna, you all say it must be a European thing because you all say about the lines, and it's so true. <laughs> you guys love the line. All about the line. I can't, I can't tell you anything else. It's, it doesn't matter if you're a league pro or MPC, IPB league pro. Um, so it doesn't matter which you do and where you compete. It's all about the line. You need to have a tiny waist. You need to have the glutes. All decisions, all judges, it decides from the backside. So you one on the backside. It's always the same. When you have don't have the right glutes, you're out the most time because the judges look there at the particular. <laughs> so all about the lines i think that's the mate i think that's the way to end this episode it is all about the lines <laughs> it is <laughs> great yes. so true but thank you so so much for coming on your english is amazing as well by the way like so good thank you so much i hope so i hope you understand everything i told you yeah. it was very nice to be with you Honestly, thank you so much for coming on and thank you to everyone that has listened. I'm going to be leaving Lisa's details below so do go and follow her with her next competing show happening in eight weeks, well seven weeks maybe by the time this episode um, goes live but honestly thank you so much for coming on babe and we will see you in the next episode. <laughs>